You're listening to You're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Meet you in the afternoon. Don't worry, I could come to you. Meet you at the Bedford store. Won't matter what you say. Only need to see your face and know what you're going. And hey everyone, it is the Collabcast. It is Tuesday, July the 24th, 2018. Um, my name is Marvin Yue and I will be your host for this um, bonus episode of the Collabcast um, containing the second part of our coverage of the 2018 San Diego Comic Con. Um, I am back in Los Angeles and uh, semi-recovered from a long weekend, but it was a lot of fun. Hopefully you've all had a chance to check out the new trailers that dropped this past weekend. I'm very excited about Aquaman, um, not only starring our first Pacific Islander hero, uh, but also directed by Asian American James Wan. As promised on this episode of the Collabcast, we'll be bringing you the rest of our coverage from Comic-Con, um, which entails two additional interviews. Um, the first is our chat with Peter Chang. Peter Chang is the co-founder of Double Negative, the special effects house responsible for visual effects for a lot of your favorite movies. Uh, most recently, they did the special effects for Pacific Rim Uprising. We talked to Peter Chang about what exactly a visual effects supervisor does um, and how he got started in movies. And after that, we have a segment where I catch up with Laura Cole from Nerds of Color and Han Nguyen from IndieWire to talk about um, the end of the con, what they watched, and what they're excited about. Uh, so a part two to the pop culture um, news segment from the last episode. Um, and with that, let's get started. Here's my interview with Peter Chang, visual effects supervisor and co-founder of Visual Effects House Double Negative. And we are back on the Collabcast. I am here with Peter Chang, the co-founder of Double Negative, a award-winning visual effects house uh, that works for a lot of great movies. Uh, he's here on a panel describing the visual effects for Pacific Rim Uprising, the latest awesome giant robot movie that just came out. Um, how are you doing? How's the con been for you? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great to be here at Comic-Con. It's my first time, so I'm really excited to see <laughs> just this world. There's, it's nothing like I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, have you been able to walk the floor yet? Or have you yeah, been... no, I had a little... Uh, pre-look this morning just before the panel and yeah. uh, it's so exciting there's you don't know where to look because there's so much <laughs> visual information it's uh you know i'm sure everybody is just having a great time yeah so let's talk about your work on uh pacific rim so you are the co-founder and also you were the official effects supervisor for the movie correct that's right yeah so, i supervise the movie so what does that mean like what did you do for <laughs> to create or to bring giant robots to the big screen yeah, so my job really is to sit with the director, Stephen DeKnight, fantastic guy, uh, real, real joy to work with, and really anything to do with the visual effects, which is anything that they can't do physically, mm -hmm. it's my job to sort out, right through from creatively designing the shots and getting a team to design the shots and working with Halon and you know, various visual effects companies to work on the shots, 
and also to look after the technical side of it. Okay. How are we going to shoot it? So I collaborate with a lot of the HODs on the show, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Mindell, the DP, Stefan DeCant, the production designer, and we all huddle <laughs> and we kind of work out, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this. Uh-huh. So I kind of have to then go away and get all the material if I need to shoot plates, if I need to gather artists together and put it all together right. and realize Stephen's dream. How did you get into visual effects? I, I read that you started off as a graphic artist. Yeah. Um, was, it, was it something you've always wanted to do work for movies or is it something that you just like ended up in? Yeah, as a kid I used to stand in W.H. Smith's which is a bookstore in uh, the UK and uh, look at all the science fiction covers. <laughs> so I loved all, you know, Chris Foss and mm. all those sorts of artists and uh, I just you know it blew me away all that sort of work and so I started to I went to art college mm-hmm. and started to do that I did a graphic illustration course and uh, built up a portfolio and then 1977 like it, so many other supervisors <laughs> I saw Star Wars right. and I didn't know what it was but I said hey look I want to do something like that <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it but that's what I want to do and so you kind of slowly make steps to trying to become somebody to work in that industry. Yeah. How did you initially break into like, the, the film industry? Yeah, I met, um, my sister actually knew somebody, uh, Tony Barwick, who was a scriptwriter for Jerry Anderson. And uh, Tony was a fantastic guy. He introduced me to Derek Meddings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took my portfolio along to Pinewood Studios. And, mm. uh, you know, I took it along and I was there at 2 o'clock. And by 3 o'clock, he... I was in the producer's office and they were saying, you know, how much money do you want to start to work on the show? So I uh, started that way. Wow. So how, how, how long did it take for you to build up that portfolio? Were you just constantly drawing or was it yeah. like work? Like- it was three years at, uh, well, I did a foundation course mm-hmm. and then I did three, a three-year degree course. Mm. So it was a combination of those four years <laughs> of just drawing and being influenced by so many things mm-hmm. that sort of built up a portfolio that mm-hmm. I could have finally you know, show people to try and get a job. Yeah. So, so um, I read that your company has also worked on films like Blade Runner and series like Alter Carbon. Um, what type of visual effects do you personally enjoy doing more? Do you enjoy like the, the robot stuff or like the, the landscape stuff, like the, the world building stuff? No, I like to mix it up. I mean, I think <laughs> that, uh, you know, we work in such a fantastic business and we're very privileged to do it mm-hmm. that, you know, one minute I can be working on an action movie like Born, and the next minute I'm doing a period drama, you know, mm-hmm. um, Pride and Prejudice, and then I'm doing a science fiction film like Total Recall or John yeah. Carter. So it's a real mixture, or a fantasy film like Stardust, you know. So what, what are things in a period for piece like Pride and Prejudice that is a visual effect, but you might not know it's a visual effect? Yeah, a lot of sky replacements, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a tricky shot through a window where we had to, <laughs> you know, replace the glass. So much more simpler effects, right. but still very interesting to sort of get, you know, to be able to work on a period drama to, yeah. to incorporate that sort of stuff in. So something that came up during your panel was the, the advance of technology throughout even the past five, six years. Um, what are... What are I guess, um, what are you most excited about in terms of like what technology can do now for... for yeah, I think effects? that, uh, I mean, we're on a visual effects steep climb <laughs> in terms of what technology is doing. Every year I go along to the Bake Off that's at the Academy and I look at the 
my peers and all their work that they've done. And you just look, marvel at, you know, what can be achieved now in the computer. I still think the Holy Grail is uh, digital humans. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we know that, you know, apes are fantastic yeah. and everybody can do that. Yeah. But still, the digital human is still uncharted territory. Benjamin Button was brilliant. Mm. But uh, so I'm excited as to the tools getting more and more sophisticated to the day that we can do that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the, uh, the uncanny valley is becoming more and more narrow. Definitely, right? <laughs> definitely. There's, uh, yeah, you know, there's uh, things we get asked to do that, you know, you go back 10 years and, you know, you, your answer would be no in the meeting. <laughs> but now you say, yeah, yeah, I think we can give that a go. <laughs> well, part of this also being a renowned Academy Award winning uh, uh, visual effects house, right? Yeah. Um, they have it, trust in you. Like, when did you decide you wanted to found your own company? Yeah, I really got approached after The Borrowers. In uh, I did a film called The Borrowers with Peter Hewitt. Mm-hmm. And from that, it was a Polygram movie. And Michael Kuhn and uh, Tim Bevan and Eric Fellner uh, really approached me and sort of said, hey, how about setting up a visual effects facility? So me and uh, Matthew Holborn and Alex Hope, the three of us got together and said, yeah, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> And uh, so we set it up in 98, and uh, we've been going ever since, you know, just doing as many projects as we can do. (laughs) Congratulations on all the success. No, thank you. I mean, and credit has to go down to the team, Mm -hmm. you know, because we got a a lot of creative and very talented people in the the company, and uh, that is your stable bed. They are the blood (laughs) of the company that that makes the work look good. Yeah, and something that we've always tell people is like movies isn't just the director and the actors there's so many people like that work behind the scenes to make things happen um for the you know the aspiring person who just likes to draw who wants to get in the movies like what's your biggest piece of advice that you would give them look i just uh you know when i was at college and i once said to a tutor uh i want to work in the film industry they sort of turned around and looked me blankly and said you better forget about that you better just (laughs) go and do something else and my advice to them and all the budding young artists out there is never lose the dream mm. because you've got to give it your best shot. You know, there's a reality check in how good you are, but always pursue the dream because, you know, you, you end up doing it. And I'm in a very privileged position that, uh, you know, I, I, get, I get to play basically and get paid for it so you know i try and keep that a secret but i i love my job and i'm very privileged to do it i mean the secret is uh finding something you love doing and getting someone to pay you for it right exactly exactly well peter thank you so much for chatting with us uh congratulations on success congratulations on just the great work that you've been doing and um well i mean can you share a little bit about what's next or is it all no as with always in this there's ndas that are signed and uh but there's some great projects out there i want to let you know looking forward to it well thank you so much for talking with us thank you Uh, we've been talking to peter chang the co-founder of double negative and the uh visual effects supervisor for pacific rim uprising thank you so much peter And that was Peter Chang, um, the co-founder of Double Negative and the person responsible for all the cool effects in your movies. Uh, thanks again to Peter for chatting with us and looking forward to seeing um, what else he does. Coming up next, I caught up with Laura Siracol, who also chatted with us last episode. Um, she is a writer for Nerds of Color and Nerd Reactor. And Han Nguyen, a TV writer for IndieWire. And, and if you remember, she also joined us a couple episodes ago to talk about Killing Eve. I caught up with them at the end of the con to reflect on uh, what they've seen, talk about what it's like to cover Comic-Con as press, 
and、uh, what they're excited about. So here is Laura and Han. All right, you're listening to the Collabcast. We are here at the end of day four of San Diego Comic Con 2018, the end of Comic Con 2018 in general. I am here with、uh, my favorite journalists, <laughs> Laura Circle. Um, of Nerds of Color, and who else are you writing for this this week?、Um, I'm covering for Nerds of Color, Nerd Reactor, and、um, Movie View. Awesome! And returning to the Collabcast, Han Win from IndieWire. Hello, glad glad to be back. Yeah, welcome. How how was your con? Go ahead, Laura.、Um, my con was really fun, but、um, and crazy and tiring. Really, really tiring.、Um, <laughs> I had to cover a lot on Thursday and Friday, and we spoke on Friday. Yeah.、Um, so since Friday, what have you? What else have you seen? I,、um, I know you've got to meet. Jodie Whittaker, the yeah,、doctor. yeah. I got to. I, I I was very fortunate to go to the EW Entertainment Weekly party, <laughs>、um, where I got to ha-、uh, hobnob, like see celebrities really, because I just stared, because、um, I wanted to respect their privacies too.、Mm. Um, but like, there was only two people I was like, I'm just gonna go introduce myself to if I ever see them, and that was、um, Riz Ahmed and Jodie Whittaker.、Mm. Um, and I didn't see Riz, but I saw Jodie, and I was like, okay, I just want to tell her about. Like just how much it means to me and and the fat like the fandom、uh, as a, as a Hoovian that to have her present and、yeah. she was really sweet and very kind、um, and yeah it was just great talking to her. That's awesome. It's great when you meet your heroes and they turn out to be really nice people. Yeah, because sometimes they're not. So nice. No, no, yeah. There's yeah. there's some situations where my friend was trying to talk to people and they turned away. I'm not、oh. gonna say who. Yeah, <laughs> I know some of those, but yeah. <laughs> Han,、uh, yes. we haven't talked to you all, all con. You've been busy covering. I've been slightly busy, yeah. and not to say that no one else is. Everyone is busy,、yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I get a little tired. How's、so. your How's your con been? Um, it's yeah, it has been long, crazy, and busy,、um, which I guess is good. I definitely filed a ton of stories、um, and have several other interviews banked.、Um, one of the ones that I、uh, really enjoyed was I talked to Matt Groening. Oh wow! For,、um, yeah, he has a new show that's coming on Netflix, and it's actually not too bad. It's sort of medieval and sort of fantasy based. It looks really、Just、interesting and like up my alley. So I'm、it's、really excited. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk later then. Yeah, I, <laughs> I so far I like it. It's it's interesting. So when you come to cover、uh, Comic Con as a member of TV Press, are you here for the announcements? Are you here for just the chance to, to talk to people? Like what what what's the general、uh, It, it's sort game of a, plan? Yeah, it's sort of a weird combo of things because something that is also for TV Press that everyone in TV will understand is.、Um, Maybe a few days afterwards, we have two weeks of something called press tour, where a lot of the、uh, same people might come straight to us and then、uh, for interviews and things like that. So sometimes we prioritize what is Comic Con only,、um, uh, and com- because Comic Con also brings people internationally for films and things like that, because it's a bigger sort of platform、mm-hmm. and it's a fan platform. So sometimes we'll、uh, like, for example, I went to a Twin Peaks panel. The show's been over, but you know it's it's definitely a big fan, a big sort of nerdy you know、um, group of people.、Uh, I think, for example, a show that I am going to wait to cover, it,、um, but was here was Origin. That's a new YouTube、uh, premium show. Yeah, that has a Asian American or is it Asian Canadian? Never I think Westernized. He's、yeah. British. Okay,、yeah. wow.、Uh, yeah. He's Japanese. His name is Sen, and I forgot、mm-hmm. the last name, but he looks a lot like.、Um, That guy from—he's、uh, <laughs> the Flash on, on the、um, in the movies.、Uh, uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. He looks、okay. a lot like Ezra Miller. So, yeah.、Uh, but he's a Japanese, yeah,、um, British.、Guy. 
He's British, British. Japanese. Okay. British Japanese. He's pretty hot. He's, oh, a, he's beautiful. He's a he's a model. <laughs> um, but um, that also is why I was like, hey, I volunteered to cover this show. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he, is. he kind gorgeous. of it's like a mix of like Ezra Miller and Manny Jacinto from The Good right, Place. Right, right. I, I can see like. that. Good-looking man. So. <laughs> I love Manny too. And speaking of Manny, well, he wasn't here. I don't believe he, no, was, he was here. Oh, he was here, here at the panel. Okay, yeah, he was at the panel uh, for the good place. Will Choi and I waited about two hours to not get into that panel. So oh, it was very sad. You guys, uh, I, you know, as press, I wonder if you could have asked to get a pa- panel. That's pass. for special press. Yeah, they yeah. turned you down. I'm like normal. I'm like I'm like base, normal I'm, I'm basic baseline press. I get the uh, mm-hmm. we get the badge we get to go uh-huh. in but we don't get any special treatment. You can get the press rooms though sometimes. We get the press rooms sometimes. Right. I actually got, I got into the um, Delhi class press room. So which one? Oh, Delhi class. Yeah, yeah oh, Solana. But then but then I messed up and requested the round table instead of the press line. And so I was like in the middle of all these other, you know, journalists, journalists and we we were all trying to get our questions in and you know, because collaboration and the clock type, like we're we're only really interested in Lana and Benedict Wong. Yes, we didn't really get a chance to like get questions that are specific to what we wanted to cover. It's 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 interesting because um, again, we were talking strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I I've done before at the roundtables is ahead of time I will talk to the table my table mates and say here's the deal I'm only mm. interested in these two people if you don't mind me asking the first question for each of them I'm so willing to sit back on oh. the rest um, and and they're usually fairly um, respectful about that because mm. uh, they know that no one wants to be the asshole yeah. you know and then that means they get more questions else time yeah. so yeah. well now I know yeah <laughs> I, I'm learning too yeah I've yeah. just been doing this a long time <laughs> yeah I, I'm usually the one dominating the, the, the thing. I've done that yeah mm-hmm. because like I, if I know that there's people like there's people you know who you're sitting with because mm-hmm. you've been doing this for so yeah. long you see the same people uh-huh. mm. you kind of know their personality so you're kind of like I kind of like alright I gotta do this I gotta fight yeah <laughs> also well it also depends like not my proudest moment but there was one year I covered Doctor Who press room yeah and I was still drunk from the night before <laughs> I was I slept on my swag on my bed. That was this is like I said not a proud moment. So I get I roll into that press room and I there's literally like two tables of round tables and no one at my table had ever seen Doctor Who ever. <gasps> so guess who dominated in her hungover state. Um, but and then there's another time I think I did that with Chuck. I wasn't hungover, but no one else knew the show, you Chuck. Know, and so you, I had to ask every single question. And they got the benefit of all of my answers. Yeah, at yeah. that point, you're, you're doing your table. I'm doing a one-on-one. Yeah, it's my it's a yeah. one-on-one. They, they should pay me or transcribe for me or something. Yeah, you know? so, okay. so that's what happened at the Origin panel for me. Like I did a roundtable for Origin, mm-hmm. um, and I was the only one asking questions. Wow. And I, I kept pointing to look at them mm-hmm. because you want to you don't yeah. I don't want to be that that person. Yeah. Yeah. You wait, and then yeah. I wait. I look at them. I'm like, okay. And they, yeah. they, they kept like just pushing, like, right. you go right ahead. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I just asked all the yeah. questions. Um, so most of your time here is like in press rooms, mm-hmm. in panels. Um, in addition to covering, I'm, I, I see this lovely <laughs> bag of um, exclusive merch that Laura has been collecting. Laura's been working. I, I have. I, she I has. a different type I, of work. I have a list, and I, I got almost every, uh, actually everything I wanted on my list. You have this exclusive James Wan. I, I didn't realize they made... Um, People. Funko Real Pops people. of like, the directors. people behind the it's, camera. It's Taika is the best. Edition. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, people realize that we like the directors. We like the people who are the creators. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, like they made they made previous ones of previous directors, like J, uh, JDT, J, uh, Del Toro has mm. one, and Gunn has one, mm. and um, I mean, this is the first. Uh, this is the first Asian Western is Asian mm-hmm. um, 
real life person that got mm-hmm. a, po- a pop. Yeah, Justin Lin doesn't even have one, right? What? Does Justin Lin have no, one? No, I'm really I would buy all the Asian pops. <laughs> if I, like I make sure I get all the AAPIs. Justin that would be interesting. Wong, I would love to have Kathy Justin Lin. I want Kathy Yen. Yeah. I I want I'm surprised they don't have Ava DuVernay too cuz mm. I'm like I'm I would get her. <laughs> it's a matter of time, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, but I got Taika and James Wan's Funko Pops. I got oh, um, nice. R- Ryan to bother to sign my um, Beast Boy and my That's um, great. Uh, hero. <laughs> Because like I, I I buy all Asian stuff. Yes, yes. You know what? You're very good with it. I understand. I, yeah. I understand. Like I, but like I'm like, well, this is the time that they're representing us. Yeah. I why not get it and that, and then it'll be moved forward to my future kin. Yeah. Like who are gonna no matter what be Asian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of James Wan, the trailer finally dropped for Aquaman. Oh my and god! Did you guys were you able to watch it? Uh, yeah. I have not yet, so please tell me about oh. it. But I'm looking forward to it. It, it looks great. It looks really good, yeah. but it's cut up really fast. That I was just like, okay, yeah. I have to slow it down to take it all in. So what I heard was James Wan actually delayed the release of the trailer because the effects weren't finished yet. Yeah, and you can tell why because there's a lot of like they made a whole entire sea civilization, and so that's a lot of CG, but it all looks really great. Um, yeah. the humor seems pretty, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, Jason, Jason Momoa looks handsome. And I mean, he, and yeah. Hero, heroic. <laughs> well, Mira, Amber Heard looks amazing in that mm. one, in the, in, the, in the trailer. Yeah. Um, really excited about that. I'm really excited for her as, a, as in the role. Yeah. I think, I think DC did a good job, like, previewing their, their movies. Like, Shazam looks great, too. Yeah. Um, like we said, like we said um, on Friday night, um, DC is doing such a great job diversifying their, their, um, their properties. At this point, they're better than Marvel, right? Yeah. Regarding diversity, yes. 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 Um, regarding diversity, <laughs> Regarding they, quality of film, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we have to see quality of film, but... I think Marvel is... In the films, they are making their way behind the scenes. Yeah. And then I think that will eventually show itself, like, with Black Panther yeah. in yeah. front of the you know, camera. Well, just to say that, the head of DC Films is an Asian-American guy now, um, Walter Hamada. And since he came in, like, I don't know if it's because of him, but, like, after the announcement of him taking over is when we got the, the news about Kathy Ann and all the, the new hires. Yeah, so. I'm really excited about the DC universe because DC, the two heads, the DC of films and the DC of comics mm-hmm. are run by Asian men. Yes, Jim Lee yeah. just got I'm promoted. Really, I'm yeah. so yeah, he just got promoted. They're poised to take over. Like, <laughs> I'm just so happy that DC is like is becoming the like everyone's looking towards that for mm-hmm. diversity. Yeah. Um, and I, I, that's why I support DC too um, because I love their their their, their background, the content. Um, I know the movies had issues, but you know DC is actually trying to make a step forward for people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call DC diverse content. Nice. Oh, so that like, works. Yeah. I'm stealing that. Thanks. Huh? Yeah. No. Take it. Take it. Like credit. There's a color, Laura. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I was like when DC started announcing, I'm like DC. I'm like diverse content. That's what they're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. I went to the floor and had a different experience. But uh, <laughs> so I was trying to get stuff for my nephew and nieces, and I didn't. I end up getting stuff for myself. Oh, nice. Um, but what I kind of one one of the things I really love about Comic Con is that you can make discoveries, and I uh, stumbled upon this artist who uh, I mean he's he's really good really good. His name is Martin Shu, H S U, and he's from San Francisco, um, and his art is takes a lot of pop culture and kind of Asianizes it. Oh. So like he made like all the Disney princesses, but they are like mermaids. 
Um, so, of course, Ariel is still a mermaid. But <laughs> um, but then also, he has a lot of Miyazaki sort of imagery. Um, and what I ended up getting for myself was um, he has these uh, a series of um, sort of westernized um, fairy tales, but with an Asian girl in it. So, like, it's uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but the girl is there also, and she's eating porridge. And then the other, there's another one with her and the Three Little Pigs, and she's picking out also so and all of them are also somehow food based so yeah well she's speaking out with like bowls of it looks like rice with like chopsticks like yeah. it's kind of like the, the anime like 10 like the stack of bowls yeah, yeah. and then uh, like all three of them are little girl uh, three of them there's a Snow White also and, and I think the Snow White is drinking boba <laughs> um, and they're all like very happily eating or drinking or consuming oh something God. and just, so it's adorable I was like it's basically for me I just buried it I'm gonna go see his stuff because um, yeah I'll I made, show you some too. Yeah, please, because I made a list of Asian uh, uh, Asians um, artists mm-hmm. and that you could find in in, 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 in uh, oh, artist yeah, you alley. Got on, yeah, you got shared on. I, um, because like for me, I'm like support your Asian the artist. Yeah, yeah and the, he wasn't in Asia, the artist alley. He's in the kind of like the anime artist. area. The yeah. small no, no, he's oh. in. Uh, there's like the anime kind of uh, no uh, toys. Okay. So it's like all the kawaii okay. stuff. Wow. And then he was in the next... I don't know why he was there. It was kind of like random. Yeah, but yeah. like um, there's just... There's so many Asian artists. And like I'm like trying to make sure I see all of them. Yeah, Artist Alley, there's a ton. Yeah, there's of, some. Yeah. Bernard Chan, uh, Chang. Yeah. Um, he he reads for DC, but he posted like he uh, Keenan Kong's Super, Superman. Yeah. Um, he. It's like the um, the... The pantheon of Chinese, uh, the, the pantheon of Asian American DC characters yeah. doing every year he does a print, right? This year it's like the every single DC Asian character doing karaoke. Yeah. And you see like Asian Batman, Asian Superman singing, and you see people like looking through the big booklet and ordering food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love there's, it. There, it's amazing. And mm-hmm. there's this one artist. I, I need to check that out. There's one artist, though, you guys have to see. I have his, uh, I bought a print. His name is Michael Manovinbul. He's. Thai. I probably said it wrong. I'm Thai. I should know how to say it. You can say it better than I can. Yeah. So he. I bought his book too because his wow, artwork. That's gorgeous. He, wow. he water. He does watercolors prints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like sort of hyper realistic. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, it's gorgeous. He and then and I, I like this natural world stuff. And yeah, and it, and like I I saw his work and I was like I need to have this. Not only like am I is, is it beautiful? But I was like I see this book and I, it has a Thai name on it. Yeah. So when I put it on my <laughs> coffee table. You'll see like this Thai awesome. Thai American artist. Yeah. So I'm like, his work is is beautiful, and I told him, I'm like, if you have a gallery, I will come up to San Francisco and <laughs> and, and and look at it because his work is so beautiful. I had to get it and put it on my art wall because my art mm-hmm. wall is full of Asian American artists or of Asian characters. Speaking of Bernard Chang, he let us know that he is he's doing the art for the new Teen Titans series, but this isn't the Dick Grayson Teen Titans. This is this is the Damian Wayne Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and. Pretty much half the team is people of color. Yes, yes. Slash Asian, slash Middle Eastern, and it, it looks amazing. It's like it's like your like broody, dark Teen Titans, but yeah. it's, it's awesome that like comics are becoming more diverse now too, and it's it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, and I'm also liking that it's not. Um, I attended a panel earlier uh, this week, whatever yesterday. I can't remember anymore. Um, and it was uh, the most dangerous woman at Comic Con. One token to play. And it was the concept, and one of the things they addressed was, like, we don't need just one person of color in a thing. We can have multiple, and multiple Asians, and multiple people of color, and multiple gay people. And, uh, yeah, so I think they're kind of getting the idea yeah. in all realms. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not, if we have one, it's just a token. If we have two, then it becomes, yeah. like, something more. And there's just so many people, even writing, like, you have Greg Pak writing, 
Um, Asian characters from Marvel, Asian characters from indie comic. You have Amy Chu writing um, Cato's daughter, who is the new Green Hornet. Like yeah. people are in the driver's seat when it comes to creating and writing new stories. It, mm-hmm. Like it was like Sarah Kuhn is writing Cassandra oh, Kane, yes. yes. who is the Asian Batgirl, and it's yeah. just so much. There's so much good stuff coming up, uh, and I'm I'm, just, I'm so excited. Yeah, and Stevie <laughs> Lee Carey, she's yeah. writing for Ben 10, too. Yeah. She's just announced it, so I'm really excited oh, that's for awesome. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like it in the youth realm, too. Yeah. That, that helps, I think. Start start them young. Yeah, start young that, you know, Asian like Asian writers, you could be a writer, and then yeah. they could see that it's written by someone like them. It's it's one of the things why I like, uh, I'm now I'm going to reveal the sort of Disney shows I watch, so obviously like Andy Mack, <laughs> and then, um, but also on Netflix, there's Alexa and Katie. Yeah. And seeing just... I think young Asian girls who are not the typical ones, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you can do this, too. You can be the jock. You can, you know, be the artist and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura and Han, for sitting with me and talking Comic-Con from the um, press perspective and just your, your general experiences. I, I, I love living... Because I, I get to see one side of the con, and through you, I get to see the other sides. And it's... it's I can't... I'm tired, but I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so excited that we got to finally get together because it's been it's it's been hard, but yeah. uh, and I'm very tired, and we should all go home and sleep and maybe eat noodles, uh, yeah. but and before we sleep. Yeah, I yeah. need I need hangover recovery. <laughs> I have an emergency for you. That's uh, that's another segment for a future <laughs> the party scene of Comic Con. But uh, thank Ginger. you so much, Laura Circle. You can catch her. Uh, Comic Con coverage on Nerd Reactor on Nerd to Color, um, and thanks to Han. Um, you can catch her her coverage on yeah. IndieWire. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And with that, that'll do it for this episode of the Collabcast. Thank you again for joining us as we did our best to cover San Diego Comic-Con. Hopefully next year we'll, it'll be a three-episode series. Who knows? Um, special thanks to Laura Sirikul, Han Nguyen, and Peter Chang for being a part of this episode and taking the time to talk with us on the Collabcast. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or just want to say hi to us, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. You can also subscribe to the Collabcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. As always, the Collabcast is a program of collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian and really Asian diaspora communities in North America and beyond. Uh, you can learn more about collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. Uh, the Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. You can find the Collabcast and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Special thanks again for singer-songwriter Big Phony for use of his song Bedford Stop for this week's podcast. And on that note, thank you again for joining us for this bonus episode of the Collabcast. Uh, another new episode will be coming up this Friday, so watch out for that. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, and yeah, have a great week, and we'll see you on Friday. Just one look is all I need, sister. Don't cry.